Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Once airborne, we'll let you know when you may use approved electronic devices, but note that some items may not be used. Well, welcome to the Cobracast with the present VP. I'm the host, Ricky Rifty the Prez Logan. Got my co-host. Ricky at Dog VP Etridge. Uh, welcome to the show and welcome at Dog. How are you, mate? I'm um, very well, mate. Uh, Blues had a good win on the weekend, mate. and you're up and about because your Bombers won, mate. Mate, recording these, the Bombers of which we just beaten Adelaide. We've beaten the toughest team that we could beat this year, and we're, we're flying, mate. We're, we're fifth, and toughest. we've got probably the hardest, well, toughest at Essendon. Because as I said to you before we started recording, their games at Essendon normally lose. You know that. So to win that game. The ladder, they haven't won a game. Yes. In the last three, I think there's a stat going around the last three seasons we've lost to the team. They haven't won a game in the last three seasons. So it's a big win for the Bombers and we're, we're fifth. And our, our next four weeks, we'll probably be down 12 to 13 because we're going to get belted in the next four weeks. But yep, most up and likely. about, we're winning for the time being, mate. So Fifth for the moment. Enjoy it while it lasts because yeah. it'll be over soon. Very soon. So, how's yeah, lockdown life treating you, mate? What are we, three weeks in now? Again? Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, homeschooling the boys and, you know, trying to stay busy. Trying How to, to get the boys detention yet or suspension? Nah, no. They're all right. But that means more work for me. I just, uh, you don't feel like doing it? Nah, whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I wish my teacher done that to me at school. I'll tell you what, mate. But uh, oh, mate, where are we off to today? Oh, sorry. Uh, What's all we, we up go, to? We are going to uh, Jacksonville. We're going to chat the to the boys from the, the Jacksonville Saints. And mate, these boys were that, were that keen to jump on this podcast. It was 6 a.m. their time on a Friday, uh, Friday morning they jumped on. Normally, it's, you know, you and me trying to accommodate these clubs and saying, yeah, we're up at 6.30, 7 o'clock. No, nah, not these fellas. They wanted to be on at 6 a.m. to get the story done. Yeah, mate. And it was National Donut Day, so... Oh, that's right, yeah. They were keen to, keen to get out and uh, get get some donuts. Look, I do have a slight feeling Dave may have been in bed, which is why there's um no, no footage of him. His camera was turned off during this one. Yeah, possibly. There's a few times it took a little while to start answering a question. So he might have been uh, dozing off in between. But, uh, well, we still had a good chat and we chatted all things about how they got started and they're a relatively young club and, they did have a little bit of success in the, the U.S. Nationals helping out another club. and uh, with, with that, mate, there's a bit of a sad news coming out of America this week in regards to the Nationals. Yeah, unfortunately, they've had to cancel it for this year, uh, which is unfortunate, but it was pretty much seemed inevitable. Um, but 
the one thing we spoke a fair bit about with these boys is that uh, footy being, uh, you know, one of the only major sports getting played in the, around the world that they're getting plenty of footy coverage over in the States. So hopefully it helps them build up and, and get more people interested in the game. It was a call back to an earlier episode too with one of our guests. Um, as Dave likes to call him, his American father, Craig, gets a nice bit of a shout out. Yeah, yeah, he's a uh, he's footy dad. Um, yeah, that's what it was. Sorry, my apologies. But um, yeah. in recording this, it was meant to be a... Obviously, we uh, said that the nationals in America have been cancelled, but this uh, weekend that's happening at the moment, the 2020 International Cup was meant to kickstart, mate. It's a bit unfortunate that it hasn't happened. Yeah, again, like, uh, like we keep saying, hopefully next year it'll, it'll be able to continue on and be bigger and better because there'll be more people that are exposed to footy oh. all around the world. I thought you were going to say it's going to be bigger and better because we're going to be there. Well, that's just <laughs> a given, you know. But, hey, let's get into this one. Uh, enjoy this chat with uh, Andrew and Dave from the Jacksonville Saints and we'll catch you on the next one. All right, today we have uh, two guests joining us all the way from Jacksonville. Uh, they're rep- representing the Jacksonville Saints. Uh, we have Andrew and David. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Yeah, hi there. It's a pleasure uh, to be here. Uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you getting up bright and early to uh, to record this with us. Um, but let's get stuck straight into it so you can... Uh, Go get a coffee into you after it. And, um, Do you want to mention what time it is across their rift when recording this? I think it's bloody impressive. We thought I was getting up at 6.30, 7 o'clock was impressive. Yeah, well, it is just after 6 a.m., so they're uh, very keen to... It's, it's what happens when you've got a global trending podcast. <laughs> People wake up early to get on. Well, I should point out that it is National Donut Day today, so uh, from oh. here, it's straight to the donut shop. Oh. That's, that's I'm, not, I'm not going to lie to you. Don't not sit in the fridge here. It's been sitting every day. Until I'm, like, I'm going to save that for Friday night when we finish. So now that's made me even more happy, the fact that once we get off this, I can go have that donut. So, mate, I, I wish I had known. I would have made some donuts. But uh, anyway, let's get into it. Um, first of all, just for both of you, how did you guys get in, involved in footy in uh, Jacksonville? Dave, do you want to start this one? Uh, I mean, there's the... Yeah, uh, no, yeah, no. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, let me see. I grew up mostly playing uh, cricket and rugby league. And I always wanted to play footy. And I'm very short. And I didn't quite have the makings of a, you know, two meter tall, you know, top uh, footy player. And... So I moved here when I was 12 and I moved back after high school and uh, I came back here in 2016 and in 2018 I decided to uh, start a footy club because I said, shoot, why not? You know, um, there's rugby league here, there's cricket here, soccer. Um, basically everything under the sun except for footy. And so I decided to go ahead and lead the charge and go into contacting the USAFL and starting a footy club in Jacksonville. So I decided to found the Jacksonville Saints in July of 2018. 
Very nice. It's, yeah, uh, and then, and then uh, yeah, so I uh, came into the uh, club uh, through an introduction through a former coach of mine. I um I moved over here to the states in two thousand two and played a couple seasons with the Atlanta Kookaburras. Uh, so it's a where I was early. Uh, then my career and everything took me down here to Jacksonville in uh, 2007. And uh, I mean, I thought my footy career was over and, um, you know, kind of going in a completely different direction. And here we are, um, you know, 2019. The old uh, coach of the Kookaburras called me up and said, hey, there's a bloke down in uh, Jacksonville. He's starting a club. You should, um, you know, introduce yourself. And that was uh, when Dave and I met was uh, 2019. And from that point, you know, really kind of, tried to put some uh, foundations down for the club to uh, start to grow and start attracting players and start uh, committing to these uh, you know, larger regional and those sort of tournaments that uh, that go on. So, you know, I've kind of had to dust off the boots a little bit, but, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, found a nice uh, safe spot up in the uh, forward uh, pocket where uh, people can kick the ball to me. So, uh, as all uh, good veterans do. So, uh, but, you know, it's been, uh, been great uh, getting back into the club and, uh, you know, having a, a hand in uh, setting the direction and the, the pace and everything for uh, all of the future growth. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so, David, you obviously founded the club. Did you find it hard to sort of get everything in place with the USAFL to get the club started? Um, I would say no. Um, to get the club started, you know, you basically have to reach out and say, hey, this is who I am. This is my background. This is how I know about, you know, Australian rules football. This is what I want to do. I have X amount of people, this, that, the other. Um, and usually the USAFL will get right back to you and say, all right, can you somewhat give us proof that you actually have X, Y, and Z? And so I did that. And then uh, um, came the hard part. And the hard part was most, quite definitely, trying to find good players who would commit. And uh, that's when it got a bit tough. You know, I mean, there'd be people coming, people going, you know, saying, well, this is a great sport, but it's just not for me. It's too much running or, you know, this, that, the other. <laughs> and, um, but no, you know, it's to found the club was easy, but to keep it going at first was was very tricky, mate. Yeah, I can imagine. So with the area you guys are in, you uh, play alongside Rome and Atlanta. Obviously, with Kraz being involved in Atlanta and being quite involved in footy in USAFL for twenty years, did he sort of help you guys or you, David, in sort of directing you guys which way to go, what you guys should be doing, type of thing, to just to help you out? Ah, most definitely, you know, without having Kras on board, we wouldn't be here, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be on the phone with you here. Um, it was predominantly Kras who helped me out, you know, from the very start. He's one that got me linked up with Andy and without him, the Saints would, <laughs> we would not be here. So it was Crows the one that got you across there, Andy? Is that the former coach that you were talking That's about? That's it, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So, the, yeah, Crows has been our uh, godfather for um, just yeah, helping, you know, getting ideas off. And certainly as we've formed the club, we've um, gone into it with the idea that we were... That they, 
Atlanta's our uh, closest ally, so that, um, and it's really important to nurture that relationship uh, with them because it's, I mean, it's, it's still a five hour drive away. It's not like it's next door. So, um, but it's uh, just to have that uh, connection and that uh, link up there is really important for the development of our club and sustainability of our club. Um, you yeah. know, to just have regular games and things like that. Um, yeah. Before you um, ask your next question, Rift, I just want to mention that we've spoken to a lot of clubs around the world, not just in America, and the mateship that the clubs effectively next door have. I know it's still a five hour drive, but that's your next door team where. In Australia, our next door neighbour, we wouldn't even consider trying to help them. Not that we wouldn't, but it's not a thing in Australia where you'd help teams out. It's, okay, you're our rival, that's who we play against. Where we're learning around the world that it doesn't matter if you guys are rivals effectively on the ground, you still help each other out where you can. And it's fantastic to see that you know, the mateship involved in clubs all around the world trying to build the game. Oh, no doubt, yeah. And the... Um Atlanta really helped us uh, form the, the structure of the, you know, getting the bank accounts open. How do you set up a, you know, a not-for-profit uh, organisation? So just all of the legal and administrative uh, tasks that you need to set up a club. Um, Atlanta was just, yeah, really uh, there and just, you know, open to, you know, because, you know, it helps them to have a team, uh, an extra team to play with as well. So it's uh, kind of a, it's a definitely, a you know, a, a dual uh, benefit for uh, for both clubs if uh, both clubs can survive. So it's um, you know, really important to have those strong relationships. Yeah, it's uh, fantastic. And like I said, Kraz uh, seems like he's been very instrumental in a handful of teams getting started. And um, one thing you mentioned, which has been mentioned a few times as we spoke to American teams, is that uh, not-for-profit, which, again, that's another thing that, uh, Australian clubs, especially at, at a senior level, um, you know, none of our clubs are considered not-for-profits because most successful clubs are trying to pay players and things like that. So uh, the fact, and we admire that the fact that you guys travel so far to play footy, don't get to play that many games, and you're all doing it off your own dime. You're not doing it for a paycheck. You're not doing it, and it's some. Um, we're hoping that, we can spread that message that, you know, what is about getting out there and playing with your mates and not always about making money. And, you know, mm. when it, you guys are leading the way in that sort of community and social side of the game, which is uh, something we as, as learning about it are really envious of. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you're uh, this far away from home, it's, uh, you know, you'll do anything to you have something that sort of seems... Uh, familiar or uh, normal and uh, so be able to have the club and then you know the the club attracts other Australians in the area and um, you know because everybody kind of wants a central place to to get together uh, so that sort of a you know usually forms a, a core for the team and then you know you start attracting local uh, talent and local athletes and things and things kind of grow from there but yeah it, it really is a labor of love and um, you know but it's you're really happy to do it just from because you get to meet uh, you know, other, um, you know, just other people that are interested in the game and uh, want to sort of help uh, learn it and get better at it and, uh, you know, sort of get, uh, get involved in it. So it's, uh, you know, it's all, uh, all worthwhile. Yeah, nice. Well, David mentioned that uh, getting players is one of the, the hardest challenges you found. Um, before all this sort of lockdown and everything happened, how many players... We're, we're ready to strap on the boots for the Saints this year. 
Yeah, so we had uh, right on 16 to 18 uh, sort of uh, confirmed, um, which, you know, for a, what's essentially a early new club is, um, you know, pretty good uh, numbers. And, you know, they're, they're people that are you know, committed to doing a bit of travelling and kind of, you know, getting, uh, getting out there. But, yeah, we were somewhere around 16 to, to 18 range and, and growing, right? So, um, you know, we started off with basically... Uh, uh, Dave and you know, three or four players, and then I joined, and then um, you know we started getting the word out to other uh, people around town, and just started attracting uh, people. So we got up, you know, we got the numbers up pretty quickly, which was uh, which was awesome. So. No, that's that's fantastic. We uh, we returned to training this past week, and um, the most we had was sixteen. So. Um, and we're in the heartland of footy and we're lucky to get 16, you know, if we're lucky on a good night, we'll get 20 to training. So, But hey, mate, at the moment, that's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> what a date this episode too, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but whereabouts do you guys get to train and play your games? Um, we have been training at uh, Memorial Park here. It's... It- in the historic area of, I want to say, uh, on the riverside here in Jacksonville. Um, It's not too far from where Mr. Bay happens to to live. It's in a really, really beautiful, nice historic area. And, uh, you know, it was like heaven. And then we had this happen and we haven't been able to quite be able to train uh, since. But we were training there last season I do believe and then this past season we started training at um, slightly or I would say double the size of the pitch um, Alexandria Oaks Park and that was not too far um, just over the bridge and we are in talks now with Clay County Tourism about having our own park to play at when it comes to home games etc oh, so i've just looked up memorial park on uh, google maps here. it's handy like that dog said we have multiple screens going and so that's like right on the waterfront there is it it is uh, right on the waterfront yeah so it's uh, a old uh, park dedicated to uh, world war one um, veterans of you know, florida uh, residents that were lost in world war one but yeah it's a you know not beautiful ground historic it's just uh, a little uh, space constrained and you know as you know uh, footy's not a um, you know you need a little bit of terra firma to uh, be able to sort of spread out and everything so you know we've kind of found that we've out- outgrown our um, our space there and that's where it's sort of look- looking for places where we can get a little bit more um, you know, space to do our uh, to do our own thing without sort of kicking into picnics and uh, that sort of thing, and um, you know, people walking their dog and that sort of stuff. So, but um, we moved somewhere that's uh, probably a, you know a couple of miles away from where we are, and that's uh, where we've been training, which has you know been a great location. It's just um, you know we we just got uh, started, and we're just going through the preseason, and then um, all of this lockdown uh, stuff happened. So we're um, you know we're we're just starting to lose our uh, you know Christmas bellies and things like that. So uh, but now we're uh, kind of back in this uh, hybrid uh, role of, you know, everybody sort of, you know, staying away from each other. So, uh, yeah, we haven't uh, had a formal training for, uh, yeah, re- really since early March. Yeah, as Rift, you said before, we've 
week we're recording this, we've only just gone back and it's, um, yeah, it's been good to be able to go back. But yeah, like you say, you don't want to kick into picnics and whatnot. We have our own ground, yet we still manage to trample over dog shit on our ground. So it's not the worst. Like on Tuesday, Thursday night, I was running them on the ground. There there was, there was stud marks in a bit of dog shit. So someone had gone through it. Um, but just to change a little bit, I was just going through your Facebook page. Do you guys have a, uh, a twin club in Sydney, uh, Bathurst Giants? How did that come across and how does that work? Well, um, you know, we just happened to kind of reach out to, to the Kennedy family and I proposed to them. I said, hey, you know, we could really use the the boost in morale and, you know, camaraderie and this, that, the other. I said, what do you reckon about us being uh, twin clubs? And I said, you know, we'll have a vote on it and we'll see how we go. And uh, it was about a week after that, you know, that we got me okay from, from their board. And we obviously, unanimously as well, had voted, you know, to also be twinned with them. And so, uh, so yeah, we got twinned with the Giants. And um, it's basically, you know, we kind of look up to them because they have a men's club. They have a, you know, women's club. They have seniors reserves and it somewhat to me sets the model for what we want to to try to be like and to achieve yeah it's fantastic that a club from australia is um happy to well not even a club from australia a club from uh area of australia that's not predominantly aussie rules obviously being in bathurst and new south wales it's more of a rugby league rugby union uh background but yeah it's great that they wanted to you know help you guys out and vice versa it's um, one thing that we're sort of hoping that we can do through our podcast with Sandown is trying to help build and promote these clubs and as I said to you guys before we started you know this isn't just going to be a good day how are you we're done we've chatted we're going to try and make sure we catch up with all our clubs we're speaking to regularly once season get going you know because you know, Jacksonville managed to get themselves to nationals and win themselves a championship in a couple of years time you know? we want to be there ready to chat to you it's about four weeks later when you're actually coherent to speak to us <laughs> but um speaking about your tournaments and whatnot so you guys uh play against you know your regional tournaments do you guys play your standard eight or six standard side tournaments or what do you guys play in your regionals yeah, I mean, usually uh, because of you know, space is a little bit uh, challenging. It, uh, typically, you're playing on, um, call it two soccer fields that are side by side, and the footy field would be diagonal on on that. So um, it's not a full uh, Aussie rules uh, side. So the typical tournaments are around you know, 14 aside. Um, you know, so you just sort of modify the pockets and um, the forward pockets and back pockets and kind of gets you down to down to 14 and you're away from there so that's uh what our uh, tournaments have typically been um you know numbers wise and that sort of stuff so and and that usually gives teams a full team with a couple of reserves um so and if the team is short at a regionals or nationals they'll uh, pair you up with another you know so that everybody kind of gets a uh, gets a run and gets a kick and that sort of stuff so, so. have you guys been to nationals or paired up with a club for nationals 
Right on, yeah. So uh, last year was our first uh, appearance at the Nationals and we paired up with uh, Atlanta uh, and uh, Savannah, which is uh, two hours to the north of us in Rome. So that uh, that kind of um, group, you know, we all sort of represented uh, together, which was uh, which was awesome. But then uh, it, probably a year ago, last uh, so last June, we uh, appeared at the regional tournament, which was up in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, at that tournament, so it was uh, Dave, me, and uh, two other guys. And so we uh, paired up with a visiting Boston team um, and uh, you know, played in the uh, Division Two regional tournament. And as uh, fate would have it, uh, you know, the, the combination of the uh, us and Boston uh, won the uh, Division Two tournament. So it was a it was a nice way to start. <laughs> ah, lovely, mate. So here I am sitting here going, when you guys get to nationals and win one, we'd get you on. Bloody, don't need to. You've already won one. I know it's a, it's a combined team, but that, so for a club that was started in 2008, David, that must be, you know, a very proud moment for you, even though it was partnered with another club, but to win a nationals, you know, so soon after the club's birth must be pretty important and pretty, you know, feel good about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, it was, it was definitely a big kind of milestone for me, you know, as a, person who really you know just founded the club and maybe had two or three blokes you know and wasn't quite sure at first if this could happen you know and then all of a sudden you know it's me and Andy and it's me and Andy and two other blokes were going up you know to Raleigh you know to go to regionals and we're going to be paired with, with which is kind of funny you know uh, the saints and demons but uh yeah, you know, it was it was almost uh, I would say surreal, you know, because I knew from that point on that we were, you know, who's who's stopping us now. But yeah, though it was when we went up there and we, you know, helped out the D's and helped him win and shared a cup, you know, for the first time. It was at that moment when I just, I just knew, you know, I kind of looked at Andy and looked at our uh, captain then, because it was Hunter. And I just thought to myself in my head, I'm like, you know, there's no stopping us now. Uh, we're here and we're here to stay. And, you know, we charted our course and we kept going ever since, you know, and I don't see us going backwards you know and just see full ahead from here yeah it's uh it's great like i said it's uh fantastic to have some success so early in your in your time at the club and um hopefully you can just continue to build on it and part of building a successful club is getting some good sponsors around you have you guys had any luck gaining some sponsors for the club yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's our uh, constant uh, mission at every uh, board meeting is uh, attracting new sponsors and getting some uh, sponsors. But yeah, you know, it, it, uh, we locked in um, a car dealer early that uh, you know, provided us with some you know really nice capital to uh, support the club and get everything started. And you know, at least kit wise, and uh, you know, now we you know we've got a, an official uh, Guernsey and uh, you know playing kit and that kind of thing. So. Yeah, that's uh, they've been really uh, vital for us to you know just be 
it's just really vital for the survivability of the club to have good sponsors around you. So yeah, we've been really lucky and just you know focused on that part of the development of the club really hard. And um, so yeah, so you know going forward, you know always the challenge is finding the right waterhole to um, you know go to uh, you know after games, have your board meetings, have social functions, that kind of thing. So. I think we've finally uh, found our place uh, there, which uh, has only just happened very recently. So, you know, we're constantly kind of out there looking at how, uh, you know, who, who would be a good fit for us and, uh, you know, what sort of sponsors do we want to attract, you know, so. All right, before, before you go ahead and wreck my night, Rifty, um, I know what you're going to ask next, even though I've taken off the run sheet. Going through your social media, you guys, you guys are like very, very heavy on your social media and it's nice to see. Um, is that a conscious effort on your behalf to make sure that you are very active on your socials and getting your sponsors out there and getting your player profiles out there to make sure people are constantly seeing what Jacksonville Saints are up to? Oh, yes. Um, you know, uh, the player profiles, the showcasing the sponsors, you know, and just pretty much trying to say to people, you know, hey, so we're here, you know, and we exist and we, you know, Come out for a kick. If you don't want to come out for a kick, you know, come out and watch. Um, you know, and we have the Jacksonville Saints, and even though we're going through quite a lot right now on the world stage, you know, um, we're still here, and you know, that's why I started doing the Saint Spotlight and the player profiles is to, even though people are stuck at home or people are, you know, could be not able to come to have a kick or come to train or this, that, the other, I still want them to feel connected to the Jacksonville Saints, you know, I want, and that's part of why with every Saints spotlight, it always says you're Jacksonville Saints because we belong to the city as cliche as that might sound, but that's how I truly feel. You know, I feel like we're the first ever, Hopefully, we'll have some more. But we're the first ever North Florida, you know, footy club. And I would, you know, always want people to feel like they're, you know, truly welcome to come out for a kick or to, um, you know, show up, you know, to a match and won't cost anything, this, that, the other. So I decided to try to up the social media game and keep people in touch who perhaps can't make it out, you know, or can't quite leave their home yet, or they have, you know, small children or compromised like immune systems. So I always want people uh, that's players and supporters and people who are just like, who are these people and why are they kicking a ball and hitting the ball like they're angry at it and this, that, the other. I want people to always be in touch and informed with, you know, what their Jacksonville Saints are doing, you know, and that we're a very inclusive club and we quite welcome people from all different, you know, kinds of backgrounds, you know, we're, you know, expat, you know, just American, just here traveling. If you want to have a kick, you are more than welcome to have a kick with us anytime. Um, and so, I want people to realize that we're not like some other clubs where it's like a very exclusive, almost like footy slash country club community, but we're 
quite the opposite and we're open to everyone and we want everyone to always feel like they can always be a gentle saint at any time should they choose yeah it's good as you mentioned like you put on there your jacksonville saint of the week and that was actually one of the very first things i noticed when i was going through it it wasn't just jacksonville it was your and that's i think you said down here it's not so much we've got how many clubs would you say rift 25 clubs and within 10 kilometers either way of us yeah, mate, we we throw a different number every time we mention <laughs> this. It just gets going up. 25, 32. Yeah. Yeah. Next time, next bike will be 50. <laughs> it just constantly <laughs> goes up. But um, yeah, just like where you guys are, you have the chance and the ability to make it, to make everyone in your town that doesn't know about this game, it feels like theirs. And I think what you're doing is fantastic. The other, that was the first thing I noticed with the player, uh, the son of the weeks that you did. The second one that I noticed was uh, Oliver Maguire, the father-son. How old is this kid? This this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Ollie's um, yeah he's what he's probably uh, ten or eleven as our uh, little uh, little supporter. But he's uh, you know he he uh, yeah badly wants to be uh, sixteen, eighteen, twenty one. So he's uh, you know mentally he's there, but uh, just the body hasn't uh, caught up with uh, you know where his uh, where his brain is. So but he's uh, he's all heart, which is uh, which which is awesome. A great uh, great kid. So uh, great to have around. Uh, around the club. So now you just hope that when he goes to school, he starts telling his mates, hey, come down to Jacksonville Saints and then in, you get it. I'll just keep going. And then in eight, nine years time, when he's 19, 20, you've got, you know, 40 bikes from your school running around, kicking a footy and dominating the USAFL. That's uh, <laughs> actually, that's actually not a bad, uh, bad idea, but yeah, I mean, the development at the grassroots of uh, kids and things um, is, you know, that's kind of just a place that we want to uh, look at eventually, you know, once we get the uh, the senior sort of men's team uh, established, you know, then we'll, we'll look to, um, you know, have a dedicated sort of women's team. And then, um, you know, certainly want to get a, a feeder program with kids and uh, the youth. And uh, certainly with our connection with the Economic Chamber uh, of uh, Clay County, which is uh, kind of right nearby, they've sort of lent their support to that sort of idea. And, you know, it's something for their kids and youth to uh, to get into and then, you know, hopefully you you know out of all of that you uh, you know develop players for life, which is uh, you have a you have a constant pipeline of players, which is key to the survivability of the uh, of the club. Yeah, I'm sure there's uh, plenty of uh, mums out there that would much prefer their kid go and play an the Aussie Rules game instead of the American football, as it's a lot more physical. And uh, I've played American football back here, and I don't think I've had anywhere near as many injuries as I've had uh, playing American football as I've had playing mm. Aussie rules. Um, Maybe go hard at the footy there, mate. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you set me up for it. I know you're about to ruin my night, so. Yeah, well, we've got to get to the social side of the club, so that's always uh, an important thing. And when you're trying to build up your club, you've got to have a good social life to, to draw everyone in. and. I know a lot of clubs over there do it good. They do the uh, grand final day is one of their big social events. So what are, what are you doing in Florida for a grand final day? Yeah, so we had, um, we did have a game watching party. Um, and then of course, now with that, we had uh, sweepstakes of who would win and uh, do all that kind of good stuff. Um, you know, first goal, uh, you know, uh, Norm Smith, that sort of thing. All, all the typical stuff that you have with uh, with that, but yeah, we've um, so 
actually Ollie's dad's the uh, in charge of sort of the uh, the social aspect of it. And we've really looked at the calendar to how how can we supplement the infrequency of the games with something social to get uh, to get the boys together, and more importantly, get the families together, right? Because it's not just the um, you know the the uh, the blokes. It's uh, you know it affects the the whole family. So if uh, wives and kids can get to know each other, then that's sort of a, a great uh, social aspect. So we're really focused on. Uh, on that, we've done uh, you know family uh, barbecues and things like that, where we uh, we'll go out and have a kick, and then we'll get together and have a you know barbecue, and all the wives and uh, and kids come out and you know just sort of get to get, get to know each other, um, so they'll sort of feel feel part of that. Um, they, so coming up in on next Friday, we have uh, with the footy uh, opening up in Australia, we're uh, we're going to have a a game watching party, a you know socially acceptably distanced uh, you know get together, but. At least that's uh, another way that, uh, as Dave mentioned, if you can't get your hands on the on the footy and uh, you know give it a good roost, then uh, the next best thing is to get together and um, you know have a, have a beer and a bit of a laugh and that sort of thing. So that's uh, coming up next Friday. But uh, yeah, that, they're sort of the um, you know game watching parties. I think we're um, you know we're sort of originally we had uh, circled in you know the Anzac Day uh, games and some some of those big uh, games that happen throughout the year and. Um, so now we're you know focused on the restart and then uh, you know we'll we'll take it from there but we've got that plan we've got the uh we're just starting to plan the uh the next family uh picnic family barbecue as well so just you know ways to get uh, get together get the families together is kind of key uh, you know just to helping form the uh, the strong bonds on the social side now with the uh excuse me the family building the family aspect of it that's 100 percent right you know at our club, we like to pride ourselves on the family side of it. And yes, the boys can have a, have a laugh, take the piss out of each other. But we also understand that the families are you know, a major part. We've got blokes that have said that you know, our, um, they'll bring their child, their children down with their partner. And then they're, so, sorry, I'll rephrase that. Our canteen manager, um, she's our manager, our runner is his, uh, his husband. They'll come down, leave their child down, like pull in put Jack down, walk away, and then Sonny won't see Jack for the whole day because the family aspect there is so strong that she knows that people are looking after her. And that's the major thing that we pride ourselves on is being a family at Sandown. The other thing was you mentioned about having a watch party with the grand final, ah, the grand final, the first game back next Friday. As Rifty knows, the uh, sponsor screen here is going to have the footy on it and it's going to have, you know, 10, 15 blokes from the footy club sociably acceptable distance watching the footy because he said you can't get out there and play it. Next best thing is to be able to sit there and watch it. But now, Rifty, go on and brag about your sweepstakes and cleaning up at grand final today, mate. As soon as you mentioned about Norm Smith and goal kicking, your face lit up like, I'm going to go for a brag, mate. So just just brag. Oh, I just thought it was, it was quite, it's quite good that uh, you guys get, get involved in the sweeps, you know. But it's so happy to take Take home all the sweeps last year, which was handy. But um, how much money was that, mate? Do you remember? Ah, uh, few dollars. A was, couple uh, of two dollar coins, that's for sure. Must be a strong Richmond supporter then. No, I'm not a Richmond at no, all. I just happened to pick, pick the right ones. Pick Dusty or picked uh, what was it? First goal. Uh, uh, whoever it was. So, th- so the reason I was that- saying that he was ruining my night was that question about grand final today. The first. Three, four clubs we done. That was my main question. That was the only question I cared about. And the fifth and sixth, it was like, don't care. And then from there, it actually left, it left a run sheet. And Rifty's just like, 
It hasn't been a grand final question for a while. I wonder why. So I hold grand final here every year and I pride myself on a great grand final day and speaking to all these clubs around the world, I slowly learned that my grand final day is shit compared to all these clubs around the world. So I didn't want to ask it, but every chance this bastard gets to uh, just rub salt into the wound, he goes for it. Well, you know... We keep saying that we're going to have to get around the world now to some of these grand final days because they seem to do it well. And, um, well, something I want to know, you guys are in Jacksonville, in Florida. Is there any trips down to Miami or anything like that with the boys at all, you know, end-of-season trip or anything like that? Yeah, well, but there is a club uh, further to the south, which just north of Miami called the uh, Fort Lauderdale. That's the uh, Fort Lauderdale Fighting Squids. Oh. And they've... Um, They've gone through a little, you know, they've, they were a really strong team and they've kind of, you know, uh, dropped off and now kind of coming back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they are definitely on our radar as um, a team that we want to, um, you know, engage with as far as the games. I mean, again, it's a, you know, a healthy five-hour drive to the to the south of us, uh, close to Miami. But, uh, but yeah, so that's uh, on our uh, sheet. But, yeah, we haven't uh, really done a, a boys, uh, you know, end-of-season footy trip uh, just from the point of view I guess we haven't uh, you know we're still at the uh, growth stage so uh, you know once we get to the the point where everything kind of feels uh, uh, safe or normal or uh, you know kind of the the, the structures there then um, yeah certainly want to you know look at uh, doing some sort of uh, some sort of you know celebration to uh, you know enjoy the season and say thanks and all that kind of good stuff so it's on the cards we just haven't done it yet. After take out a Nationals and then just spend the week celebrating in Miami with the trophy, I reckon. Just That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, um, DJ Khaled or something. Like that. <laughs> just cross it. Um, <laughs> have the nightclubs. Yeah. <laughs> so, just, want to just go back a second. So, you mentioned about you guys are going to have a watch party for the Friday night game back. Is it your hope, with well, I'm sure a lot of clubs in America, that the fact that Aussie Rules is going to be one of the only sports around the world played for a certain period of time. Are you guys like really hoping that that could help build not just your club, but the entire league with people now actually, like, you know, for example, me, I love my sport. If I was an American, Aussie rules, uh, if table tennis was the only sport on, I'd be sitting there watching it. So does that, yeah, are you guys hoping that maybe that could help you guys build a club quicker than what originally it might have? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's already uh, already happened. So that's how we uh, got connected with the economic, uh, the sporting commission from uh, Clay County was that the uh, the commissioner was at home on a Friday night and anything that was on TV was a game of footy. And um, he's like, oh, I, I remember this back in the uh, in the late '80s when this used to play on. It used to play on ESPN. Uh, I guess you know the uh, way way back when, but. Uh, so they, um, yeah. So we, you know, got on, got on Google, did a Google search, and found out, you know, that there was a team here in Jacksonville. And he's like, "Oh my God! Like, you know, this is uh, this is fantastic. I need to reach out to these guys. I want to get uh, get behind them and uh, rally around and do what I can to uh, to attract, um, you know, to make this a, a real viable and long lasting uh, team here for Jacksonville." So that kind of got us in in contact with the uh, with the commission, the, with the uh, the sporting uh, side of the, the sporting commission there. And they've uh, just yeah, kind of laid out the red carpet and said, we want to make this, uh, you know, the Saints here uh, permanent fixture and, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do what we can. You know, what do you need? You need space. We've got space here. Try this field. You know, so they've really kind of, you need people here. You know, we've got the, this Facebook page that we can promote the, uh, the game at. So 
they've really kind of uh, gotten behind it and they've uh, they just love the sport so they're uh, 100% behind us which is awesome so that, but that's exactly right uh, you know you get the exposure and people start getting curious get on google and next thing you know you're uh, you know you started to, you know people uh, people come towards you so that's that's freaking awesome that uh they actually reach out to you guys and and uh, help and support it we you know, you hear a lot of clubs that are struggling in their areas to even, um, you know, get recognised as a sporting club. You know, some of the places in Asia and stuff, their their local governments and stuff won't even recognise them as a sporting club at all, so they they can't get any insurances or anything like that. So, the fact that somebody was you know watching footy it was the only thing on TV, only sport going around, and they then reached out to you is uh, bloody awesome, and hopefully. Like Ed Dog said, um, it's starting up next weekend. It can only help further growth, and uh, you get even more guys getting involved. And you hopefully you'll have players banging down your door to come have a kick and, and learn how to kick the ball. Should be fantastic. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. And the, I mean, um, the major sports here are you know, the, there's no real start date in uh, in sight. I mean, uh, typically now it'd be the middle of baseball season and. Um, so that they're just uh, they're still kind of arguing about how many games they want to play. They um, so that's uh, still you know out out there. Um, <clears throat> you know the, the basketball hasn't uh, kind of you know that kind of uh, folded up shop, and um, so there's you know really kind of there's a there's a massive void um, you know on the sporting front here in the US right now. So uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, yeah if I was a um, administrator of the uh, AFL in Australia and I saw this sort of opportunity I think it um, you know I'd be uh, I'd be just trying to pump as much content into the US as I possibly could to uh, to get the profile up but you know that's uh, that's a huge opportunity for the sport yeah and hopefully um, guys like what's his name from the Colts the punter that got onto it and he started spreading it around he was doing a good job of promoting it um, and like I said hopefully the Aussies realise that, you know, there's an opportunity here and they start promoting it more over there. Um, but what about uh, the NFL over there? We're massive fans of the NFL and uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They became a bit of a, a second team for all of us because we all fell in love with Gardner Minshew last season and he sort of became a bit of a cult figure to us. Uh, is it is it the same over there for you guys in in Jacksonville. Yeah, well, I mean, they're um, it's uh, yeah, I've lived here uh, what nearly uh, thirteen years and uh, experienced uh, plenty of uh, Sunday afternoons of pain in the uh, in the stadium. So uh, <laughs> to have a, a little bit of energy, uh, particularly at the quarterback uh, uh, place, was uh, very refreshing. Um, yeah, but they're uh, you know they're trying to build a uh, young team to uh, really compete for the next uh, you know a couple of years or so so they're const- constantly in this sort of rebuilding mode which has uh, been um, been frustrating but um, you know there's uh, and then you know the players kind of you know the, there's always a you know a, a, with any footy club it's a connect between the uh, the coaching staff on one side and the actual players on the other and um, I don't know that they have that uh, you know mix uh, right that's uh, you know going to beat down uh, national championships and that kind of stuff but uh, nevertheless yeah Gardner Mintry was a bit of a revelation last year I mean uh, I don't know how much you know but he uh, he beat out a uh, Super Bowl uh, winning quarterback for the uh, for the starting job and he was a 
it was a six round pick, which is uh, you know way down the order. So it's uh, kind of one of those things that's not supposed to happen. But you know, he's got uh, tremendous heart and just guts and just you know just the raw will to to do better and to uh, to improve and to kind of you know help those people around him. So he's uh, certainly been a uh, a great person to have uh, in this uh, club to uh, to help solidify the you know just get the players on board and kind of just pull the whole team in uh, one direction, which is uh, which is really nice. So, yeah, the uh, the moustache and uh, Minshew mania and all that kind of stuff, it's, uh, it was certainly a, a lot of fun and a, and a good distraction to uh, kind of what was, uh, you know, basically a, a pretty ordinary team under, underneath it. So uh, going into this season, it's, uh, you know, that's certainly where the energy is, is, uh, you know, with, uh, with the Minshew mania and getting that back. And, uh, you know, everybody's really excited about uh, about having him around. Yeah, awesome. Well, I um, I shaved in a mustache for uh, our footy trip as we always do, and and I was wearing a, a headband when we were playing basketball, so I was getting called Minshew. And uh, yeah, it was. But we're massive fans of NFL over here, and and you know when Blake Bortles, he's always sort of been a bit of a whipping boy and a bit of a, you know, the the butt of many jokes for us over here uh, in the past. And then, yeah, Minshew beating out Foles for the starting job was, like I said, he became everyone's uh, second favourite. We were all uh, getting around him and enjoyed uh, not only his on-field, but his attitude off-field. We, we uh, I guess we relate to it a bit over here um, with the way he is, how chill he is and sort of down-to-earth he seems. Yeah, well, that, that certainly got some uh, personality around him as well. So he's, uh, you know, got a healthy dose of, uh, you know, we can kind of, you know, make not make jokes about him, but uh, you know, kind of make sort of a self-deprecating kind of you know uh, fun of you know of, uh, and just in, embrace it and enjoy it and kind of not all uh, you know serious. You kind of you know just all uh, you know just throw some personality in there and and away you go. So yeah, it doesn't take it too serious, which is good. But uh, yeah, we've sidetracked enough. That's enough. We could talk all day about Minshew. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Riff mate. For the first handful of episodes of these European clubs, you just you sit there and. Would finish chatting, you just start ripping into me about chatting about soccer. Mate, I, I enjoy hearing about the American sports as well, but mate, you've taken this to the next level. Mate, well, do you want to ask him about Tampa Bay and how our bloody your, dick, your dickhead's going to go over there? Don't know what you're talking about, mate. Don't know what you're talking about. My dickhead, that, that, Tampa Bay's my team, mate. Yeah. So it's all, he's, uh, mate. I'm a Pats fan. I'm not leaving the Pats. Pats fan, so. So. He's, not, he's not happy. He hasn't been happy. But, um. I guess a lie. I was just like, probably should have went two years ago, but won a Super Bowl with him in that period, so we're good. When you can't even get past the uh, wild card stage, mate, you're no good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's going to be an interesting season. Hopefully, NFL goes ahead uh, untouched and... Um, you know, I know we've, like you said, with uh, baseball and basketball sort of all up in the air still with it, you know, hopefully we get some basketball playoffs to, to cheer on. Um, but again, well, maybe not. Hopefully they just keep watching Aussie rules and you guys will get more exposure and you have guys, uh, you know, going, oh, what do I need to go to college to play gridiron? I'm going to go play Aussie rules for the Jacksonville Saints. There we go. <laughs> Um, but let's talk a bit about you guys' uh, playing careers. Um, Andrew, you mentioned that you've uh, you know, 
as a veteran, you've moved yourself up forward. But uh, how long have you played? And and in your heyday, what sort of position were you playing? Yeah, I uh, picked up Aussie rules in um, uni uh, days. So, um, that's, you know, a good, uh, you know, 20, uh, 20 plus year career of uh, playing a bit bit of footy, then uh, moved to the US, uh, played with the, with the uh, Kookaburras up there and then, uh, yeah, gave it away for, uh, for a little while and yeah, took the career off and uh, yeah, kind of went off in a, in, in a different path. But yeah, I was kind of in the, uh, in the middle, you know, but, I think most people starting play at the uh, the back pocket kind of area. They move up to the uh, halfback flank, and then uh, from there uh, played in the centre for for a little while with the uh, with the Cookers. Um, and then yeah, coming com- coming with the Saints, of course, not the most uh, mobile and uh, fittest guy on the field. So there was a a, a lot more uh, lot more fitter fitter people around there uh, as as we're playing. So I said, well, you know, look, uh, I think I've Paid my dues, so uh, yeah, let's uh, let's move up forward and um, you know kick the goals and take all the glory. Yeah, nice. That's Ed Dog will say that's the best place to play. But yeah, bloody earth, mate. Hello, you got the little one in little the back one? There? there. You oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what about you, David? How long how have you played, and what's your posse? Uh, let me see. I started playing when I moved back after high school. So I want to say I played mostly predominantly in the back pocket. Um, you know, I'm, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not very tall, but I can scrap, you know. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I've, I've basically off and on now for about, what, eight, ten years, you know, with some gaps in between, obviously. Yeah, nice. There's nothing wrong with being short, mate. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm only about uh, oh, four five, foot, five five foot on a good day. Um, and you know, I still scrap my way around the footy field. And, yeah, uh, I, I, I laugh so hard myself. at that. I laugh so hard at that because we haven't seen each other in person for a long time. Like before Tuesday night was a good what two and a half months. We literally seen each other through a screen. And an article went up on a, um, a news site here about the podcast, and it was a picture of me and Rifty next to each other from, I think, October last year. And his missus has turned around to him and gone, geez, you are short, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. You know, he, he can vouch, and so can I. You know, being a short bloke is, is not easy at all in any sport and any, any kind of facet of life. You know, it's... Uh, quite challenging so yeah nah, you know so, thankfully you get to work maybe twice as hard yeah thankfully i'm about six foot three so it's not like i'm five foot nine and he's still considered short so yeah but um got yeah, bloody these, show off. these bloody tall blokes they just don't know what it's like you know yeah, yeah us, no, us he's little blokes we've got to work harder we, you know six foot three you know bloody looking down his nose at us and whatnot and everything yeah wants it wants us to kick it to him right on the tit every time just, every you know, time and waltz. if we don't do it then you know what yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give it to you don't you worry i'll give it to you <laughs> he comes waltzing out of his full forward spot going oh buddy just put it here come on Mate, I've, just, after the match. I've just run two Ks to get it to you, and you want me to put on your tit every time, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 I do. <laughs> uh, you, you, you put me off there, Rift. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the things I like to know what number do you guys wear? 
I've got the right, uh, great uh, number four in uh, memory of uh, Plugger Locket. So, uh, you know, sort of fits into the, uh, the full forward theme. So uh, that's the uh, that's the reason behind that one. But that's, uh, yeah, so loved uh, watching Plugger in his, uh, in his heyday. So uh, now, you know, Bit bit older, a bit slower, and a bit uh, you know, a bit media. I can really empathise with uh, you know what what he was going through. Uh, what about you, Dave? What what number are you wearing? <laughs> well, um, so number nine, um, and that would be because of the the role model I had when I was a teen. That would be. Mr. Ben Cousins, you know, I mean, because if you have to have anyone as a role model, you know, from West Coast, you, you've got to pick Ben Cousins, you know, because it doesn't get any better than that. And, um, but, but no, yeah, I just picked uh, number nine because I've always somewhat looked up to him, you know. I mean, I don't quite look up to his off-field kind of antics and whatnot, but... Um, you know, if you just go back and you look at him and how he played and how he would just cut people to pieces up through the midfield and whatnot, you know, it, it was like, it was insane. And I've always kind of idolised him, you know. I've kind of seen him in this can't-do-anything-wrong kind of light and I've taken a lot of shit for it, you know, over the years and this, that, the other. So um, probably the worst worst day of my life was when my ex-wife uh, threw away my cousin's autograph, so oh, yeah, absolutely gutted. Oh, I don't care what a bloke's done if you're a superstar, you don't throw away autographs Jesus well, Christ. Yeah, no, yeah no. It Jeez, is. You did say ex-wife so there's <laughs> yeah, <good> reason <laughs> Yeah, but still, you know it was like, that was a low blow you know, I mean Well, there's a reason why she's the ex, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, you know it was, it was, it was her or the autograph and I just kind of looked up you know Benny and Ben she put Ben in the bin you know so there we go and that's um, Ben Cousins is one of those guys that um, I think his off field stuff has overshadowed uh, what a fantastic player he actually was and it's it, it is unfortunate because it's very sad yeah I remember those grand finals and and you know, those years when that West Coast were up the top and you know, I'm a Carlton fan, so I you know, when Chris Stradd came across the Carlton was the best day ever. Um but I would have gladly had Bed Cousins as uh come across back then as well because uh yeah, he was an exceptional player. And like I said, it's a shame that his uh, off field stuff has overshadowed that. Uh, so I take it you follow West Coast then in the AFL? I do. I follow West Coast, um, you know, and I also follow St Kilda. So um, the reason being is uh, certain family members of mine were really big into uh, the Saints and hence why I decided to basically try to make the Jacksonville Saints a smaller much smaller version of you know St Kilda and um so yeah no um I do follow West Coast first and foremost but that's closely followed up by the Saints in the AFL 
Yeah, nice. And what about you, Andrew? Who do you go for? Yeah, so obviously being from Sydney, uh, so lovely to, to uh, follow the Swannies. Um, you know, sort of followed them from the early 90s, uh, back in the uh, the Paul Kelly uh, days, which were, uh, which were amazing. Um, and then uh, also have a, a soft spot for the uh, for the kangaroos. Um, so just when I was, uh, you know, the, the late 90s, uh, early 2000s there, they were making a push into the Western Sydney there. And uh, I think they still play games in Canberra, actually, as a, as a result of that. But so that's to sort of have a uh, soft spot for them as well. Um, so they're probably my, uh, you know, two teams that, uh, you know, I like to uh, like to see how, how they're doing. Yeah, nice. Um, well, we don't really have to ask the next question because I'm pretty sure Dave's answer would be Ben <laughs> Cousins for his favourite player of all time. Um, but what about you, Andrew? You, see, you mentioned Plugger, but is he, is he your favourite player of all time? No, I think uh, Mickey O'Loughlin was probably one of the uh, best players uh, I saw, um, you know, live, you know, and uh, regularly. So, I mean, he's probably just one of the uh, those mercurial uh, talents that uh, don't come around uh, very often. So, um, yeah, just in, you know, was kind of instrumental in transforming that uh, Sydney Swans team and uh, turning it around from where it was to kind of where they uh, where they went to. The other player I'd uh, give a really huge uh, mention to was Glenn Archer. I mean, just the just the uh, brute force and will to uh, you know do well. Um, just uh, absolutely un- unreal uh, to watch him uh, play and take uh, you know bruising marks over the top of. Uh, over the top of people. So just, uh, yeah, really kind of inspirational. Yeah, nice. Um, uh, Mickey O is another one that sort of goes, goes a little bit uh, unrecognised for how good he was. And, you know, I don't think David would like it too much, but that moment in the grand final when he kicks the goal and was right in the, got the crowd's face there, it was uh, one of the classic <laughs> images. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, what about what about your favourite player at the moment, David? Have you got a favourite at West Coast at the moment? Oh, at the moment, I would say um, wouldn't say that I have one. You know, I would say that I probably have two or three. You know, um, I wouldn't say that I could really quite narrow it down. I would say if I had to pick one, it would be Kennedy. But um, but yeah, no, I mean West Coast is. In my opinion, they're kind of going through some stuff right now uh, behind the scenes. But um, but no, I I would say, you know, Shuey, Kennedy, um, Jack Darling. Yeah, I reckon uh, if it wasn't for how many injuries this guy gets, I reckon Nick Knapp would have to be one of the most exciting players to watch play the game. When oh, he's, absolutely. When he's, he's very injury prone. Up, yeah. yeah. When he's uh, up and about and firing, um, he is spectacular to watch. And yeah, I am a Carlton fan and there was always uh, that, you know, whether we got Cruiser or Nick Nat and um, yeah, but I, I love watching Nick that player, and he's probably one of the reasons I, I would watch West Coast games when he's up and about because him flying at the footy and and yeah, almost at the moment every time he does get back to play, I almost cringe every time he does go for a fly or, or 
goes for that hard ground ball or something, you think, oh, be careful your bloody knee or he's going yeah, to do right. something. <laughs> Just <laughs> do not touch his hair. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, he's go flying. Yeah, he's a... Uh, He's by far probably one of the most exciting players to watch when he's flying, I reckon. Absolutely. Um, but now it's time for our favourite part. It's time to, to throw some of your teammates or you know people at the club that are involved at the club under the bus. Um, so what do you got, at Dog? All right, so first off, who at the Jacksonville Saints would you say is the class clown or the joker of the club? We'll start with, uh, we'll go Andrew, then David, just to make it simple. Yeah, well, I think uh, Dave um, helps keep our spirits up. So, uh, you know, kind of the bit of the, uh, bit of the joker, bit of the, uh, the dry sense of humour. So, uh, yeah, I'd have to say Dave. <laughs> Well, uh, all right. Didn't didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it when I love it when we have two guests on, and one of them throws the other under the bus unexpectedly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> just be Bloody careful. What, just, be, just be careful what you ask for, Andrew, because there's a few more in here that you may decide to uh, <laughs> throw right. you under for. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been hypothetically potentially known to. Two shoeys from a thong or from a boot. You know, I can't say that it has happened. It has not happened. There could be some some film out there that shows me that could portray me in the light of me doing a shoey out of a boot that I've just played in, or out of a thong that I've been walking in all day. You never really quite know. Um, it's up in the air right now. I, I can't really confirm or deny, but I'll, you know, just go ahead and leave it at that. Is there any point asking the next one now, Rift? Or yeah, I don't know. If it's going to be hard to, to uh, top that. Surely the, the party animal, like it's <laughs> <laughs> somebody doing shoeys from their own footy boots. So does it get much crazier than that? No. Yeah, that pretty um, much seals the deal. <laughs> Oh. I don't think I have a drinking problem, mate. But <laughs> no, <laughs> if, if it helps the club, then it helps the club. You know, I mean, you have to do what you have to do for your mates. You know, you put the team on your back. Put the guy to Minshew. I mean, if he did the show after Jacksonville, you just have an orgasm. Yeah, that's, that's a fair, fair call. Um, and I reckon Gardner could party with the best of them. That's for sure. Um, but all right, who's the person that takes the game far too seriously? Who's got the white line fever? Oh, yeah. No, I, I think uh, it's our uh, friend Josh, um, who's also yep. our treasurer. He, um, yeah, the game last year against Atlanta, he um, you know, just had everybody, uh, you know, everybody had to, uh, you know, had them all basically lined up against the wall and, uh, you know, you kick here to here to here and, uh, you know, kind of gave, giving running, running commentary th- throughout the game of your performance and uh, the uh, success, maybe the success or lack of success of the, uh, the last handball or the kick or something like that. He'd uh, certainly give you a, um, you know, a, a running commentary of uh, how he thought it was uh, going down. <laughs> so, no one else you want to add in there, Dave? Is it No, um... I most definitely can say that I do agree that it 
is Josh. Yeah, he he's a perfectionist. He's you know I wouldn't say he takes it too seriously. He's just a perfectionist, and you know he wants things done a certain way. And if it isn't done that way, then he's going to yell at you. So someone has to crack the whip. So I'd say it's him, and uh, I'm quite okay with that. Uh, to be so is honest, that, is that Joshua Stern? That would be him. Yeah. Typical ruckman, mate. Typical ruckman. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is where a club like Jacksonville that has got yes start of the week, mate. When we're doing interviews and with names come up, it it comes in handy. Within yeah. two clicks, I know it's Ruckman, and it makes sense. It's fair call. The Ruckman do like like to think they set a high standard of you know, and they they think pretty highly of themselves too. It's because so. they're tall, you know. <laughs> yeah. Again, these bloody tall bastards that just it's walk like, around you know, tapping a ball yeah. to people and think they're top shit. And, uh, Longest manlets and whatnot, yeah. Yeah. Oh, if you don't, if you don't win the clearance, it's your fault. Not they tapped the wrong way or, or anything like that. They couldn't get it wrong. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Who, who's the player on your team that you wouldn't want to be in a room with on an overnight footy trip? Uh. <clears throat> I'd have to say Brian. Um, <clears throat> so this is, uh, yeah, he's a very hairy individual um, and uh, tends to sweat a lot. So uh, you know, when he uh, when he gets going, we so we've called him uh, we called him the slick because he uh, when he sweats a lot, he's just basically a um, a ball of grease out there. So um, I think that's probably where I'd uh, where I'd uh, try and stay clear up of any uh, footy trip is uh, yeah being in the same room as uh, as that man and uh, and the clothes thereof. So uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's where I'd go. Yeah, cool. Huh. Yeah. Anyone else you want to add in there, Dave? I mean, from a third person perspective, I would say myself. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, is, um, sorry, Dave. Is this the first person we've had them like they've thrown themselves under the bus? Oh, like, no, we've... three times. <laughs> For three times, he's literally yeah. gone class clown. He's the party animal, and I wouldn't want to ruin myself a footy trip. Well, I mean, let's be honest. You know, I'm, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Um, if I was, you know, a third person perspective, and I wouldn't want to be with David Toronto Mead, you know, just on a footy trip, you know, having to bunk with me and have to deal with me completely after everything else and after after parties and everything and having to hear me whinge and moan and being, you know, well, well, so we should have done this and, you know, pass me a beer, you know, this, that, the other. And it's just well, like... Maybe they're going, Dave, mate, can you yeah. just use a glass? You don't need to use your boot now, all right? Just <laughs> in a hotel room, mate. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing, like, as he's running through the reasons why he wouldn't want, as a third-part person, he wouldn't want to be rooted himself, I'm sitting there going... Yeah, fuck, I wouldn't want to ruin myself either. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had to ruin with you. And it, it didn't end well. No. It, it that's, was, that's as far as we're going. <laughs> no, like, um, it was me and our club skipper um, at re- the regionals last year. And um, he and I had a room and the other bloke and his girlfriend i believe they had a room and then we had andy and his family had a room 
and um, <laughs> I I may have been drinking after we got through playing, and um, I kept asking Hunter. I'm like, hey, should I ask that chick from and some would say white club, but um, you know, should I ask her what she's up to tonight? And it's like, if you want to, I mean, uh, I guess. And then as I kept on drinking, I just keep asking over and over and over for reassurance, you know, and uh, I would not not want to room with me. You're just looking for a good wingman to help you out. You just couldn't get it, eh? Uh, he's married, you know, and so uh, basically it was like, no, mate, you can't bring anyone, you know, he can't bring anyone up here. So... <laughs> It's a shit wingman, mate. So I'm married, and my mate comes to me and go, "Hey, shall I bring her up?" I'm like, "Get her in, mate. Yeah, oh, we can we can make room for you." But um, <laughs> um, anyway, before we move on, actually, Riff, I'm just going scrolling through the uh, Jacksonville Saints Facebook, and that lovely uh, young child of yours that's just on screen, Andrew. That's uh, not even a year old, mate. Yeah, he's only uh, seven months. Yeah. Yeah, and I love it. Just uh, scrolling through and seeing a nice little post about you know you holding the little little tacker. So I thought I'd bring that up. Um, yeah, I'm going to be in about recording this by the time this comes out. Probably would have happened, but about yeah five weeks. I'll be uh, father for the first time myself. So fantastic! Congratulations! <laughs> it's, a, it's a game changer. Yeah, thanks. So as I was scrolling through your Facebook to see if I could find anybody else that uh, play a profile, I come across that. Yeah, congratulations, mate. There, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> Love and life. But, um, anyway, the, next, so, the next father, son of the club. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, back to the under the bus. So who's got the best nickname at the club? Well, I'd have to say Brian Jones. I think it's just uh, the appropriately named uh, Slick Unit. So, uh, you know, just, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the funny thing is nobody wants to tell me the... When he catches the ball and kicks it to you, nobody actually wants to catch it on the other side because it's covered in sweat. So it's uh, it's quite the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's quite the football after it's uh, left Brian's hands. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's a good nickname. Well, a lot of you. When you mentioned that nickname before, I was again like, you not you can't get a better nickname than that. Like the the reason the names there and the story behind it is just fantastic. What about you, David? You got any other nicknames, or is that the best one? <sighs> no, I would say yeah. It, it would most uh, definitely be be Brian. Yeah, mate. yeah. It, you know he he can't help it. You know he's he's a hardworking bloke. He sweats a lot. You know, and he just happens to get on the ball. And he's just like, yeah, uh, yeah thanks, mate. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so yeah, I would say it's also Brian. He's yeah. a great bloke, but he's uh kind of sticky when wet <laughs> yeah so we have guys that uh put this grippo stuff on their hands i don't know if you guys get it over there uh, we just call it grippo it's like a little um it's grippo. almost like <laughs> it's, grippo. it's all i can say it's grippo <laughs> well it's like vaseline almost but when you rub it into your hands it makes your hands sticky mm -hmm. so guys that are hopeless and can't mark a ball normally they have to use this stuff to help them catch the ball and whenever you you know we're warming up you know straight away the guys that have put too much on their hands because you get the footy and it's bloody covered in it and your hands are getting, getting sticky. And I hate the stuff. I can't use it. 
but yeah, it uh, drives me mad every time. Is, I dead set though, Rifty. Is there anything worse than that? Uh, slick getting a getting a ball oh, full of sweat would be pretty close, but I reckon I'd rather a ball from Slick than a ball from a bike that's just you know, <laughs> hands are just covered in grippo. Yeah, like I said, it's only for the guys that can't mark the ball normally that that have to use it. Oh, I could I could go on for days about Grippo, but anyway, um, uh, who's the two guys at your club with the biggest bromance? Go ahead, Andy. Yeah, okay. So the two that uh, stand out are um, Jack and Aaron. Um, so they're both uh, heavily involved in the golfing community here, and um, so they're just. Uh, High levels of mutual respect, um, and uh, you know, golfing uh, tales and things like that. So, uh, you know, they just um, look at each other like uh, you know, they're uh, just you know, they're definitely on the same page, and um, you know, they might as well be brothers from another mother. <laughs> Finish each other's sentences, things like that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they know what they think is, you know, think oh, you know, that's probably about a seven iron from here. So they, you know, they're yeah. They got it down. Yeah, nice. Is that anybody else you could add to that, David? Or again, is it pretty consensus? No, I mean, it's, yeah, it's most definitely, you know, if we had to pick a prom king and king, I guess you'd say, (laughs) of the Jacksonville Saints, it would be Aaron and Jack. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, they have this whole bromance, but they're great players and they're, two golf, you know, connoisseurs and they're like Jack and Rose, you know? So they just, you see them walk up to the pitch, you know, and you hear, you know, my heart will go on, you know, and stuff <laughs> kind of start to play. And um, yeah, it's, it's just absolutely beautiful. In fact, you can't see it, but I'm starting to cry a little bit just here. <laughs> just well, I was going to say, I think it's making uh, Ed Dog here well up a little bit, just thinking of his hetero life hey, I'm, not, I'm not going to lie to you. I was going to sit there, I'm like, oh, fuck, you get to see nice tomorrow. Yeah, so I think the way you're explaining their, their relationship, I think he was starting to get a little emotional there because he unfortunately hasn't been able to see his, his yeah. hetero life partner. As I, as I said, I literally, as he's answering that question, I'm like, Oh, I get to see him tomorrow. I haven't seen him since my birthday. Before that was like a good two months. So I actually was getting excited talking about that. So as much as I would like to sit there and say you're full of shit, Rifty, you're not. <laughs> I knew. I could see. It's all right. It's, yeah, no. Uh, this, this is a bloke that at my wedding is my best man, obviously. And he um, told my wife that she could finally, he would finally become the third wheel, not her be the third wheel. So... <laughs> Well, he's, uh, he's yeah. What what we like to refer to myself as my hetero life partner. Yeah, you know it's um kind of the same with with me and Kraz. You know, we kind of have this whole you know father son type thing going on. You know, and um, but yeah, no, I wouldn't say it's like a bromance. It's more like a father who doesn't really want to see his kid because it's not really his kid, <laughs> or at least he he doesn't want to quite say it's his kid. So with me and Kraz, you know, I do have him in my phone as footy dad, you know, and I'm like, hey, dad. And he'll be like, hi, (laughs) what do you need? How many footies do you want to order? And I'm like, I just want to say, hey, I need your advice. No, I'm busy, mate. And so um, 
yeah, it's not quite a bromance, but I did have to put that in here because, you know, quick shout out to my footy dad. In the time that we spoke to Krabs for the other week, I can see him being like that too, but he's just so full of encouragement. But at the same time, be like, I'm not your dad. All right, what, what do you want, David? <laughs> I always call him dad all the time anyway. At the every then, footy meet. But then still be just, you know, be, I'm not your dad, but then just still be so encouraging and you know, make you feel like he's your dad. But then at the end, be like, do you remember, mate? I'm not your dad. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, that's a bit of a running joke that we have here at the Saints. You know, it's like, yeah, Dave, go... Uh, could call your dad and ask him if he has any uh, spare footies or, you know, this, that, the other. And I'm like, yeah, mate. I'm like, hey, Kras, dad, first of all, don't call me that. Second of all, so what do you want? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. You uh, take it in good spirit, though. Yeah. That's, uh, that's gold. That's gold. You got a, a bromance and a, and a illegitimate father over in, in Kras, which is great. Um, yeah. We we have a bloke at our club that a lot of guys call dad as well, and he he's sort of the you know fair bit older than most of us, and then we all well, parties harder though. <laughs> he does party hard and and has a good time, and a lot of the guys look up to him. And like I said, they all call him dad because he's full of wisdom, and they you know he's the first guy we go to if we need a life advice or help with things. He, we uh we miss our dad down at the club. Um, it's been great chatting to you guys and I do hope you guys are able to get some footy going and like we said, hopefully you get to get a few more players that come across the Aussie Rules game once the game start up uh, in, a, in a week. Um, where can everyone go to follow along with you guys? Uh, I know you've got a very active Facebook as uh, Ed Dogs mentioned, but yeah, give your social media a shout out and so everyone can go check you guys out. Yeah, mate. Uh, so we appreciate it here. And, um, you know, it's been great chatting with you. Uh, not a problem. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll let you go get another coffee and get some donuts, I reckon. Uh, National Donut Day. Oh, buddy. How did I um, miss that? Well, technically, it's still National Donut Day over here, mate. So, how about you just swing past, grab me, and we'll go get yourself some. <laughs> There you go. Sounds good. Yeah, What's the best donut joint in Jacksonville before we go? Speaking, you know, it is, it is a donut day. So, what's what's the best place to get a donut over there? Um, the uh, just probably the Krispy Kreme is uh, you know always consistently good and uh, full of the right sort of sugars that you need for uh, for for a donut. Um, that's probably where uh, we stop in when uh, when we need a need a donut fix. Yeah, sounds good. They're pretty popular over here. Um, but, yeah, best of luck to you guys for the season ahead. And um, hopefully you guys can get a few games and get a championship. So I know they're still – I saw a statement today that they're still working on trying to get that up. So hopefully you'll get a team together for that and um, have a good showing and then head down to Miami for the after party. Right on. Sounds good. Been great talking to you, boys. Ah, thanks, guys. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for watching the Cobra Cast with the present VP.
And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments. Or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info. And we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info because zero is the only acceptable number. Hey Siri, play the Cobra Cast with the present VP.